This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to another episode of the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael here, and today I've got Shane Bender from Bender CFO Services. How's it going, Shane? Going well. How you doing, Michael? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for being on the show, and I look forward to our conversation today, especially when it comes to forecasting your future. Uh, And for business owners and entrepreneurs, money is kind of an important thing. So I'd love to hear you know, a little bit more about what you're doing with your organization, and, and we'll jump into your book as well in a few minutes. But ideally, just introduce yourself to the audience and, and the services that your organization provides. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on the show. And uh, yeah, I, I provide CFO services for small businesses. And so really, uh, what kind of got me into this uh, area is that I, I used to be in the corporate world doing finance and accounting. I uh, spent over 15 years in that area doing like controllers uh, all the way up to VP finance, kind of CFO level type work. But I also came across in 2015 uh, a concept of helping smaller businesses that can't afford a, C- a full-time CFO, which I mean, you know, that's what's a CFO cost, right? A couple hundred thousand plus. And a year and bonuses and everything. And, and, and so basically I go into a, a small business and from a, on a part-time basis provide those same, that same level of service at a much lower cost and uh, give them that benefit of a lot more insight into their, the, the business financials uh, forecast where they're going to go, help them with decisions. And so that's, that's what my business does on a, a real uh, high level view there. That's a great service to offer because you know, many organizations, um, they can't afford you know, a top-notch CFO, but services like that uh, gives them access to you know, the same level of a financial professional and just when they need them. Because many organizations, especially larger ones, of course, you know, they have gigantic teams of people. And you mentioned you know, the corporate world, and you know, I came from that space as well. And yeah, there's a CFO, and then there's a department of people and all of that. And those costs get passed on to the products that they make. Now, I'm not trying to tell corporate to get rid of their CFOs. That's the last thing we need. Um, we need them to make sure that everything's going well for those organizations. But many, many businesses that run our country are small business. And Oftentimes, you know, we're seeing the, the you know, leaders and the families that are running these businesses, you know, they're, they're the salesperson, they're the accountant, they're the marketing person, they're doing all of these things. So having a service like yours available to people is a great thing because you know what needs to be done. You know the accounting rules and everything as far as keeping the books in shape and balanced and you know, forecasting for any potential cash flow challenges or anything like that. So the owners that created the business can really focus on, you know, running the business and, you know, doing the things that they desired to do when they came up with the idea to create the business in the first place. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, ultimately I'm trying to help save them money because many times they get to a certain size, like I need to hire a CFO or I need to hire uh, these these positions. I, I remember working in a company uh, about a decade ago, and it was like there was a VP of all the different positions: <laughs> COO, uh, you know, controller, 
there was marketing person, VP marketing, VP of everything, HR, you know, you just kind of, you really can't hire all those VPs. I mean, you don't have any money left to run your business. And, and, I'm, and what I found is there's this sweet spot of, um, I would say, 2 million in annual revenue to 20 million in annual revenue where they really, they just cannot afford a full-time CFO. And, and there are some of my uh, other colleagues think that you can go higher than 20 million in annual revenue and do it um, if you have a good accounting staff in place. And so uh, now one of the things I've found in doing this is I want to help all businesses. And I mean, there's a ton of businesses that are smaller than 2 million in annual revenue. And that is the reason why I wrote my book, Forecast Your Future, uh, How Small Businesses Exchange Stress and Chaos for Cash and Clarity, along with the uh, course that goes along with it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they still need to be educated on these these areas, these high-level areas of, of financial financially running their business. And, you know, once they get that understanding in place, I think it helps them tremendously. Almost oh, definitely, and yeah, those those businesses that are under two million dollars, with the right financial expertise assisting them, um, then they can get past that two million. And I've seen it happen many times where a small business, all of a sudden, you know, they go from you know making less than a million a year, or maybe up to a million a year, and within a couple of years. You know, they're at 20 million, 30 million, 40 million because the product that they have created or service they've created is in high demand. And now they, you know, they need somebody to help them out with it. But helping those organizations out that are under 2 million, which there's many of them, um, is, is awesome. And it's, it's great that you, know, you wrote the book to talk about that. So let's jump into that. Um, you know, what, what, ins I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit about what inspired you to write the book, but tell us a little bit about, you know, the book writing process, you know, what, you know, what drove you to do that? You know, what was the motivation behind it? And, you know, what are some discoveries you've had now that you're a published author? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good question. I, I would say it's kind of strange initially when I talked to a numbers person talks about writing a book, right? Because I mean, we're numbers, not, not words, but, but I, I, I really actually found it fun to, to write the book. And, and, and a lot of it started from my marketing efforts of just writing blog articles and posting them in places. And, and that's when, when I started my business three years ago, that was one form of marketing that I did. And, over time, there were people that said, hey, you need to put all that in a book. And uh, originally, it was going to be like a little ebook, a little pamphlet, a little something. And then it just turned into a much more um, uh, involved book with a course. And, and, and a lot of it had to do with talking to different business owners. And I, I mean, I would work with many of them, especially uh, I still today will talk with business owners and just give them some guidance when they're small. And they can't really afford me, but I, I want to help them out. And a lot of it's the same type of story. It's um, and the book breaks down to four sections. And the first step is to understand where you are today financially. And I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's very common to go into a small business and they don't even know where they are today. They don't know their financial situation. Um, they're months behind on any kind of accounting. They're they really don't and they don't understand their margins, their profit. Um, they definitely don't know their cash flow because that's sort of the last component of it, um, except for looking at their bank account, which is 
that's you just do that's that's the worst <laughs> that's one of the worst places to kind of determine how well you're doing is by just simply looking at your bank account so um so there's just a lot of issues with that so where are you today financially how do you get yourself current and be able to understand where you are and and then um and then and once you get there uh many of them do not even think about forecasting putting together a forecast model to determine where they want to go financially and you know we're at the beginning of the year and so you might have financial goals like okay i want the revenue to be this much i want profit to be this much and you know that you can write that on paper but there's so many variables that go into play and and, and you have to build some kind of model to do that and and i i outline a way to do that in a, very, a pretty simplified way uh, i mean you know, you can get complex with these kinds of things, but I'm talking about something simple that you can look at revenue, expenses, a profit, and, and, and basically ultimately cash flow on a monthly basis and, and tweak it because small businesses, I mean, things change all the time. So you have to be ready to tweak it and adjust and assess and adjust as you go. And and then ultimately more quickly. And so that's kind of the third section of the book is how how to reach your financial goals more quickly. And there are a lot of uh, ways to do that. I mean, there are uh, certain things like consistency, just having consistent processes, uh, being uh, having good self-discipline uh, techniques. You know, some of the things that I might do is is just having a good uh, process each each morning. You know, to kind of go through. Okay, what's your top three things you're going to accomplish today? You know, and what are, what are um, uh, you know assessing each day on struggles and um, what are you going to do to overcome those struggles? What are some good things that happened that day? You know, just really keeping track of your large goals along with breaking those down into the, the weekly and the daily chunks. And, and there, there's a lot of sections. I mean, a large amount of information in there about reaching those goals more quickly. Um, and, and then ultimately that last uh, section of the book is about assessing and adjusting. And it's just, you know, that, that part is, is essential. I mean, you have to look at your financials on a regular basis and assess. And that's kind of your assessment. So, okay, this is what's going on. This is what this is what happened in 2018. You know, or is you know this is what happened last month. And, and ultimately, um, how that's gonna you know when do, do I need to adjust something? Do I need to hire somebody? Um, or do I? Or, or maybe it's you know you have to cut some expenses temporarily. And or maybe you have to go get a line of credit to help with cash flow. All those are assessments, and then you might have to make adjustments. And so that you talk a lot about that, uh, those four sections in the book. Those are incredible lists of things to do. And again, many organizations fail to do any of them. Um, they may glance, like you said, at their bank statement and go, okay, what's in the account? And they say, okay, well, can we pay this bill or when should we pay this bill? But they don't really understand you know, when revenues come in, because most businesses, not all, but most businesses have seasons uh, where, you know, the revenue is, is coming in pretty fast and furious. You know, my original career uh, years and years ago, is I worked for a public accounting firm. So I, I know debits equal credits and trial balances and some of the year's digits and uh, all those other nightmarish terms that I, I thought I uh, erased from my memory, but apparently they're still there. I, I say that tongue in cheek, of course. Uh, but as a tax office, you know, our busy season was during tax season. So that's when the majority of our clients were coming in. We did have an audit um, 
portion of our firm as well. But again, the big revenue was during tax season. So we knew as an organization, that's when everything was going to be. And then, you know, the fall wouldn't be as busy as far as income was concerned. So we, of course, had to you know, plan accordingly. Uh, and, and do things, but many organizations don't. They, you know, they could have an absolutely amazing second quarter of a year, and quarter four is an absolute disaster where you know they hardly get any revenue. Well, if they weren't planning appropriately, then that's going to be a really difficult conversation to have at the dinner table and with you know the people that you may have working for you. It's like yeah, we have no money because we weren't planning it correctly in quarter two. So it's, it happens and it happens every day, unfortunately. So your book needs to be in the hands of every small business owner, even the ones that have been around for a while and have been successful. I'm, I could all but guarantee that they're not following all four of those steps that you list. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. Like I'll go back and you can read, I can read books or go back and read a concept that I thought I already knew and I'm not doing it. You know, I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I need to be doing that. So sometimes it's just refreshing us from what we already know we should be doing. But a lot of this is just just uh, like letting them be aware that there is a, a better way to do it. I mean, I, I have a story in the book and I, I'm just going to uh, share it. It's a, it's a situation where, and I thought it was very applicable to a business. I, I, I had had this clog in my bathroom sink drain and it was just, it was kind of bothering me. I kept putting Drano down it for the longest time and then ultimately I said okay I'm gonna fix this and I didn't I'm, I'm not a handy person by any means so I get on YouTube try to figure I couldn't even figure out how to get the stopper off of the sink and I was like how do I get this out so I had to YouTube it and ultimately figure out how to get the stopper out and and it, it, it was just disgusting in there and and I had to uh, just just pull all that out I had to take the stopper and the everything to another sink clean it out and re put it up, put it all back together. And, and then ultimately, I mean, it was like the sink was draining really well. And I just did it even, I kind of wondered why it took me so long to do that in the first place. You know, why was I living, why was I brushing my teeth under such a disgusting mess under there, you know? <laughs> and, and I, and I was thinking about like businesses are like that. They, they grow and they get to a point where they just get all messed up, clogged up and you just have to go in there and, 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 you have to assess it. You have to get in there and be like, "Oh man, this is disgusting." And it kind of it gets messy sometimes cleaning it up. If you haven't, if you're behind in your financials, if you haven't even looked at twenty, I mean, if you're like six months behind or you don't even know where you are today, it could be messy to figure it all out. But once you get past all that and you clean it all up and you have efficient financials and and it gets so much more efficient too because if you just stay on top of it and you stay on top of your forecast model, you can make decisions faster. You can. Uh, you can basically grow faster. You're more versatile, and 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 it just it's it's a it's huge. Uh, it just it makes you have a much better uh, experience being a business owner. And um and so I think that that's uh, you know that's kind of an analogy. I think that all business owners need to to think about. Well, absolutely, and I, I think too. You know, it's and I've seen it in all types of examples where we, you know, like you said, with the, the faucet situation where there's something that we just uh, deal with. And, you know, I see it a lot with people that are selling their homes. You know, they, you know, most people that do any type of renovations to their homes, they'll do maybe 90, 95%, but there's always that last 5% that they never bother to deal with, like putting up the trim around the windows or something along those lines. And then they decide, okay, well, 
you know, we're going to sell it. So they ended up finishing everything. So then the house is, you know, it's, you know, ready to be sold. So it's perfect, looks good and all of that. And they go, wow, this actually looks pretty good. And then they leave the house and they move away. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny how often we do things where we limp along with something that's, you know, yeah, we actually do that. I should take care of that. And we don't. And you know, it's you know, procrastination yeah. is one of those things that, you know, seeps into all kinds of levels of our life. And um, unfortunately for a lot of businesses, you know, looking at their books is, is one of those challenges as well. I, I know you've alluded to it a few times, you know, through our conversation today, but I guess, you know, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see a small businesses make over and over and over again? Yeah. I mean, and I did, I did allude to the mistake of looking, you know, managing your decision by looking at the bank account. I, I think that's the number one problem because you could have a lot more cash in your account than, uh, and that could be for a number of reasons. You could have, could be borrowed some money or uh, you just had some, you know, it could be seasonality. Like you mentioned, there, there could be a number of reasons why the cash has gone up. Uh, but you might have some expenses coming in the future. And, and so you need to kind of look at all aspects, not just your P&L too. Some, a lot of business owners will only look at the P&L. I, I had that um, actually one of my clients recently, he really uh, in working with them, he's like, you know, I've, I, I was kind of spending all my time looking at the P&L and um, he was talking with other people. It's like, you really need to understand your balance sheet. And, you know, I think, I mean, balance sheet is a little bit of a more complicated report for someone who's not an accounting person, but it's, 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 it's something that you've got to learn about because that's where your receivables are and that's where your payables are and your other liabilities and, and debt, you're paying off your debt principles and all that. That, that was an issue. Actually, that was an issue with this client. It was like the P and L and he was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. I had cash at this point. Now I've cash at this point, but this is my profit, but that doesn't, it's, it's, it's not reconciling. And I'm like, well, you're missing your principal payments, you know, which were not on the income statement, you know, just things like that, that, um, that are, you know, it's an education, but you know what, if you're going to own a business, it's, it's not difficult education. I think, I think there's also a bad mindset out there with business owners. Some, some people have this, what I call a, a you know, disempowering or maybe a scarcity mindset or just a, a, a a bad mindset financial in the sense that they're like, Oh, I'm not a numbers person. I can't know any of this. This is not, uh, this is too much technology is too difficult or, or some kind of thing, a story they're telling themselves. And it's like, you know what? I mean, I'm not telling you, you got to do all the debits and credits. You might need to hire a bookkeeper or, or you know, maybe you need to hire a CFO, but, but, but you still, we're not talking about hard math. It's third grade math. We can figure this out and you can learn it. And, um, and just the basics so that you know how to manage your business. Yes. Accrual accounting definitely throws some people off. They, they don't quite grasp the concept of it, but uh, it definitely gives you a much um, clearer picture than, you know, the typical cash accounting methods that a lot of people think is, you know, what they have. It's like, Oh, I have this in my bank account. That's my revenue. Mm -hmm. Mm, not yeah. necessarily. Um, and you, that doesn't mean, woohoo, that's your net profit either. Nope, nope. You've got expenses. Um, yet to find a business that has zero expenses. That, uh, that would be an interesting discovery if that ever existed. 
So no, this is an awesome, awesome list of things and um, definitely uh, encourages hopefully uh, the listener to uh, take a, a better look and, you know, and get past the fear of understanding the financial picture because if you understand your picture and you know what you need to do, uh, you can grow your business faster than if you don't. And then you don't necessarily have to be worried as much and spending so much time on it if you keep on top of it and just make it part of uh, your everyday operating system of, of how you yeah. run your business. You, you made me think of one other thing when you were talking. I was like, I mean, there's, there's really a lot of things, but but it's, this is a, probably one of the number one risks or issues that I see with business owners is they just sort of do the accounting for tax purposes, only for tax purposes. And so there may be cash basis tax. Uh, I mean, that, that they're doing it based on that. And the problem is, is there is a little, there's a difference between operationally making decisions financially in your taxes. And one, if you, if you only did your books for taxes, then you filed an extension. You technically don't have to even know anything that's happening in your, uh, your business for till maybe September or October of, of you won't even have to know 2018 till later this year, which is not a good way to run your business. You, you have to be operationally on the ball and accrual helps you understand your margins better. I mean, you know, many businesses, they may have situations where they invoice their revenues happening this month and they want to match those expenses. So they know truly how profitable they were that month. And that's what, that's why accrual is helpful, and that's more of an operation. It's, it's actually a, a better operational tool for you uh, to grow your business. That and also, too, if you're not keeping on top of where things are, you miss the opportunity when opportunities come up for you to you know, maybe take a couple different steps, which could grow your business tenfold. But if you don't know where your financial picture is, you won't be able to act on that and then basically then you're in reactionary mode and that opportunity passes and you're still plugging along at under a million dollars where if you would have been aware of it and said okay I can leverage this I know my balance sheet I could probably get a line of credit to cover the initial cost on this but the return on it is going to be like I said tenfold in a very short period of time that's why it's so crucial for you to be on top of your books all the time uh, with your organization and don't get frustrated by it. You know, everyone starts off um, at, you know, at some point and you know, they're not going to be, you know, multi-billionaire in, in year one, unless you come up with something, you know, amazing, but that doesn't preclude you from being able to, you know, make some significant revenue and income for your business or operations. But again, being on top of your financial picture helps that along tremendously. Yes, for sure. So, so Shane, where can people find out more about you and, and your book and how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, my website, BenderCFO.com, has pretty much everything on there. Um, my book is uh, Forecast Your Future, uh, How Small Businesses Exchange Stress and Chaos for Cash and Clarity. Uh, you can find that on Amazon, on my website, in bookstores. Uh, there, you, there's also a corresponding course uh, that is forecastyourfuturecourse.com. The book, you can actually go to forecastyourfuturebook.com if that's easier for, for you um, to get to the book. But the course is, 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 what that is, is really a much more in-depth view of how to first start out and understand five key areas 
and it, it, it corresponds a lot with the book, but I broke it out slightly different. One, the first module is really talking about uh, your financial mindset, having, having an empowered financial mindset. And that actually right now, if you go to uh, forecasterfuturecourse.com, you can sign up and get the first module for free. And you just go there and you know put your name, email in there, and it just literally will send you uh, uh, an email immediately of, uh, of the first lesson, and then there's some uh, other worksheets associated with it, and then you, uh, in a day later, get another lesson for, it's for five days, and and so that that's out there at forecastyourfuturecourse.com, and then the other modules that um, are in that book is implementing a revenue plan, uh, how to spend wisely, ways to save money, really, or just really be more frugal and more um, smart about your expenses, and then uh, there's a whole module on that we talk about cash, controlling your cash, which we talked a lot about that today. And then the last module is about accountability and different ways to have be financial accountable. That's awesome. And thank you for sharing all those resources and audience. I'll have all of that information in the show notes. So Shane, great to connect with you again. I know we met uh, in the um, Igniting Souls Conference in Columbus uh, not too long ago um, at yeah. the author conference. And I'm glad to finally get you on the show. Yeah, glad to be here, Michael. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Appreciate everything you're doing for small businesses and, and helping people you know, get a better grasp of their financial future. So thanks again for being on the show. All right. Thank you. You have a good day. My pleasure. And until next time, everybody, be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.